Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Harry Man Show. Today we have two guests. We have returning guests Dwayne Miller and Charlie Green. You know Dwayne Miller from Deidre and his band Kale. And we have Charlie Green from Surrender and the Phil Collins in the Air Tonight Experience. How are you doing? Wow. Great. You're doing good. That's a mouthful. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the crowd? Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, they're outside. <laughs> <laughs> so how you guys doing? Good, man. Yeah. Doing very good. It's a great place you got. But yeah. anyway, uh, Dwayne, what have you been up to? I know you've been busy with your current band, but how's that going for you? Good, man. Um, the you know what the band's getting better. We're getting better. We're showing improvement. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> they are. It's really we're actually getting better. It's really weird. But um, we played a show at the last exit live nice. on Tuesday with uh, New Year's Day, who I've never seen before. But they're on tour with. They just played with um, what's Hailstorm. They're, they're also a female front of band too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So whenever a female when a band comes through town, if we can get on the show, we do. Deirdre likes to do that. She likes to play on female shows, which is kind of a cool package. Yeah. And there were four bands that it was Tuesday night at the last exit, but um, all four bands had female singers, which is cool. Nice. And they rocked. They rocked. So, so if you someone that hasn't heard uh, your band yet, how would you explain your guys' sound? She describes it as kind of like alternative hard. Nice. Um, alternative hard rock, which is kind of cool. We put some some metal into it and hard rock and. The whole band is all over the place. Like me and James. James is the bass player. James Kulon. He's he's been like in Rush tributes, and he's like a yeah, he's phenomenal kind of, wizard. kind of freako guy. Like he's a freak. Yeah, he's a freak. And I was I grew up like as a Neil Peart freak. Oh, I think we all did. So right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, but um, so we kind of get along really good. That's how we met. We we're doing a cover project, and we started playing Rush together. It was tight already. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. crap. So anyway, um. See, I got sidetracked again. It's fine. The, uh, <laughs> me and James have been playing together for about 15 years. It's really cool. And then, uh, but so, but we still have like a metal kind of, we bring everything to it, you know? Yeah. You can't help it. You bring whatever you have into and it. Are you doing a lot of double bass patterns or is it kind of a straight? We have some double bass pattern, you know, not like fast, fast, but. Yeah. That's a good stuff. Yeah. And then we don't have to sing too much harmony because it's pretty much all like dear to lead vocals and stuff. And, uh, She's hard to harmonize too, anyway, because she's got like a sultry kind of bluesish voice. In fact, we've talked about doing a blues band later on too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, are you guys working on a new album? Or are you kind of promoting your yeah. recent? Yeah, we do one song at a time, pretty much. Really? Uh, and we've got about twelve songs in the can. All we got to do is put it together and do like an album release thing. Is it more of a homebrew recording session? Or? No. Sh- uh, so I'll watch my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we record over at. Here's the ironic coincidence and the coolest thing. Um, Fullwell Recording Studio is down by the Coliseum. Down oh, that's a good studio. And uh, Mike Bolenbach owns it, and he runs, records, and produces and all stuff. He actually, Theodore's boyfriend. They actually, she actually oh, lives nice. there. Oh, okay. She still has to pay for the sessions and stuff, oh, wow. but but because it costs you know money. But we've been recording there, you know, one song at a time for. God, how long have I been in the band now? Five, six years, probably. And do you like that approach? Do you think it's more focused that way? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Because uh, back in the day in Kiel, we would get ready for like three months, yeah. you know, practice seven hours a day, pre-production, run this set, this song, that song. Going and then my first album I ever did was The Final Frontier. I wasn't on the right to rock. Final Frontier was uh, Gene Simmons producing and all this stuff. Jesus. And, uh, we did the drum tracks in a big room. In a small room, I did the small room, the whole album in the first day. Mm-hmm. Came back the next day, did the whole album in the big room. So then they decided which 
songs had the big sound and which songs had the sound. But that was like a big thing for everybody. It's like, wow, you did the whole album in two days. I'm like, it was normal to me, you know. Yeah. Do you didn't feel like a mental strain with that? Or? No. Well, because we pre-practiced, we pre-production yeah. so much. And it was recorded on like tape, right? It was tape, man. Yeah. yeah you know. Expensive. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Remember that? Four yeah, track recorders in the middle of the garage and go, go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like we have it too easy now? Do you feel like what? Do you feel like recording's too easy now? No, no. I mean, this is different. This this whole thing. I like the, the one song. We'll do like one or two songs. In fact, I go in there with Bolenbach and do other sessions too. Oh, nice. So I did another album with this guy named David Clark. Not the jazz guy, but Dave Clark. Mm -hmm. Four songs at a time. You know. Okay. That's about any more than that. It's like, you know, yeah, it comes too taxing. But it is easier because because of Pro Tools. You know, like, I always say that, okay, can we cut in this part? Because I fucked up the last note or whatever. <laughs> but back in the day, you had to record the whole thing again. You could, like, fly stuff in, but, you know, they yeah. literally cut tape. Tape. Yeah. Literally cut it. It was a pain. Michael Wagner gave me, a like, a three-foot-long bass drum hit of mine from the really? from the Keel album he did for us. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> He's like, this is your bass drum. Okay, cool. So what's your uh, your go-to set to record live? I mean, record in studio. Record. There, they have a nice house kit, really killer. You probably have some here, Pearl Reference. Oh, nice. Series. Yeah, I got one right over there. 20, uh, 22 inch kick, which is, I use big bass drums normally, but in the studio, it's totally different, you know. Mm -hmm. It's padded down, it sounds. And whatever snare I want to use, they like my Ludwigs, you know. So nice, nice. nice. And you you were just using one for the Phil Collins, right? Correct, correct. How, how'd you feel about that set? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, and you I had like it. the full on arsenal with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the four up and two down. Yeah, it was really nice. I know that was all whited out too, right? Yes. Oh, that was a nice picture I saw. That was super. Reference is nice stuff. That was a backline kit, right? Yeah, yeah. His, not mine. His, not he's, mine. He's got the uh, the offset pedals with the with a single bass drum and really? two pedals. Oh yeah, those are awesome. You still use that? Yeah, I, I still have it. It's it it was necessity, and then I turned out I, I really like it. it. Did it affect your hi hat? Positioning? Um, a little bit, you know. You kind of have to reach a little bit, huh. you know. With a back injury, it, now I don't have to turn when I'm playing. I sit straight forward. Yeah, that was always a downfall before. Like they made two-legged like, hi hat stands. You had two bass drums and your legs were way. Yeah. yeah. Too much. Yeah. yeah. So with this album, you guys are working on how how soon do you think that one's going to be out? Soon. Nice. Um, we got enough songs for it right now. Nice. Probably do one more thing. You know, one thing at a time. Everything shut down with the you know two year whatever yeah. blah blah, but it started to roll again. And you think that helped at you guys or hurt you guys in a way? It didn't really uh, it hurt everybody probably. Oh, yeah, I mean yeah I mean, yeah, but I mean like as far as production wise, did you feel nah, like we kept going? Good. We, we yeah. kept because you grow apart and stuff. We actually have when we're not practicing, it's like all happy because we we have band dinners and stuff. We oh really? Together, we hang out because you got to do that once in a while. Yeah. You know, like even when you. On the road with other bands, you always eat together and hang out and talk and breakfast and joke and yeah, it makes you a band. So, are you guys gonna take it on the road anytime soon? I don't know. It depends on what happens. You know, I mean, that's that's a tough call these days. Yeah, it's almost like better to do well, a short run and come back. Well, even like yeah, it is because yeah. even on like like this band we played with the other night, New Year's Day, New Year's Day, really good band. Mm -hmm. And this other band was Li Lilac, I think they're called Lilac. They travel together. They're touring together. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they got like a bus and a motorhome and stuff, but that's pretty much – I've done that before. Maybe some of the other guys haven't, but doing like a van tour, you know, it's every rough. day in a van driving, you got your drums in the trailer and back and driving. It's like, ah, okay, this kind of sucks. Not to complain <laughs> about it, but, you know, 
especially, I mean, I, I probably whine a little more because we got to play some really good gigs in Kiel. We were opening for Dio and Europe and stuff like that, oh, yeah. arenas, and we had buses and hotel rooms and all that stuff. And you come down and play a little bar, I'd be like, oh, man. But, I mean, I love to play. Did so. you do you miss that lifestyle or kind of yearn for it? Half and half, you know? Yeah. Half and half. I mean, I don't miss it a lot. Playing wise, because I get I play more than ever now. Really, every day I'm practicing on what I want to practice on. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. You go out, the show was the practice. We just run our set, and then party. <laughs> what's What's the next upcoming show for you guys? Next upcoming show, we just did Tuesday. The next, um, I got other things going on. The band company tribute, but oh nice, Deirdre, we're doing oh uh, the marquee, the marquee with L.A. Guns. Really, in it's December tenth, nice. December tenth. Something else is popping up. It's not cemented yet, but November nice. November fifteenth or something like that. But yeah, yeah. And uh, he was telling me he was showing me photos that he actually used to watch you live and kill. <laughs> yeah, like, and was that? A, let me guess. Was that a premiere kit in that picture? That was my premiere drums, yeah, man. I, I love that kit. I knew I wish it. I still had it, man. Yeah. They were three ply. I just go into details. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Please. Yeah. Three ply birch <laughs> with reinforcing rings, and I loved it. And it took like six months to get it. I ordered. I got my my premiere endorsement back yeah. then. And I ordered this kit. They did my exact specifications. My floor toms had two different depths and stuff. And it took like six months. And, you know, and I loved them, man. I wish I still had them. So what happened to that brand? Who did it get bought out by? I don't know. They're still going, I think. Premier? Maybe. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen anything new kind of. You probably through. know more than that about that I do. I haven't seen anything new. I mean, <clears throat> they were doing like low-end stuff, you know, for retail uh, purposes. But yeah, I, I think KMC bought them out. But I think Roland's pretty much buying everybody right now. They're buying. D- they bought DW. DW, yeah. Yeah. DW bought Roland. Crazy. How do you guys feel about that? I personally like it because I'm a Roland guy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me too. I, uh, DW came out and said nothing's going to change for him. I mean, it's, it, that's good news. But I just I mm. wonder if they're going to start incorporating hybrid kits. That's what I think is going to. Well, that'd be cool. That'd be yeah. a cool part. The thing about corporately corporate in yeah. um what's it called mergers? Yeah. Somebody gets bought out. Thousand people get laid off. Yeah. yeah. Product. Product quality goes down and prices go up. Yep. It's like I hope that doesn't happen because they're already pretty expensive. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, DW is going to be taken over by Don's son pretty soon here. I think they're retired. Who? Don, uh, the other partner in DW. Don Mulero? Yeah, his Dom? son's taking over, I, I believe. Really? Yeah. Because those guys started in the early 80s. I yeah. Think so, yeah. yeah. But I yeah, I still think that they're the, the go to. I mean, I love it. I'm a Lubbock guy. Hardly, but like I, I, I still there's DW kits I still want, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way they're made. Yeah, yeah. Um, then now with your kit live, what are you playing live with the your current band? I change. Um, I have Ludwig. I'm a Ludwig freak. Really. Um, I have a the last kit I use. It's a six ply Ludwig, uh, thirteen by twelve power tom. I like power toms. Really. My bass drum's a twenty six, which is weird because you got a power tom and a twenty six, and then a couple floors. Two thousand two symbols everywhere, and uh, but also because I'm a drum freak and I restore drums and stuff like that. Really, I have a a Slingerland kit, which is the same size as thirteen by twelve and then twenty six, and mm-hmm. I just swap back and forth. But and he just recently came up on a nice Slingerland. Yeah, I just got that new Slinger, oh, the, the one that I've been looking for. It belonged to the David Robinson, yes. you think, yes. or maybe you're it's right. pretty. What the fourteen inch tom and one of the floor toms and the kick. Or, yeah. He had two different dips. Yeah, he sure did. That's yeah. so cool. I got to see that. Yeah. Slingerland. Yeah, that's yep. pretty cool. Probably. Chrome over wood. So, yeah, um, what, what do you plan on adding to that kit, symbol-wise, or you just want to keep them all 2002s? I, um, I, I go back and forth. You know what? I'm glad you asked that. I'm a Peisty freak, for sure. Yeah. But 
Um, I'm a practice kit at home. I use Giant Beats, which they're thinner. Like I like th- big, thin cymbals. I got a 20 inch, and a 22 inch crash, mm-hmm. and it's because you don't have to hit them so hard. You just like, poosh, and they sustain, and mm-hmm. you know, 2002s cut more. Yeah. Use them live. Uh, I like them. I like them. I like the well, sound edge. ideas. I think the sound edges are underrated. The hi hats. Underrated? Yeah, I think not many people use those. They have a distinct like click. You know? They do. Yeah, they do. I use them on my closed hi hat. I got sound edges because without the air, you know, yeah. it you, know, you can sound it. It sounds better. You know, cut right through. Otherwise now, <laughs> if you can go back and you two, if you can tell your younger selves, what what practices would you guys have practiced more? You know, coming up, like what me? Would, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Both of you. Guys, oh, I'm sorry. What was the question? What What would you practice like more? Oh, I'd I'd rudiments by far. Yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of got me into that. You know, nice. He's he's always working on something, you know, and and in, posting it, and then you know, so now I have to go and get it. Yeah, I do watch your post all the time. Yeah, watch the video <laughs> oh, and then try to do oh, it. Yeah. I've gotten into rudiments in the last like five years. Really? I mean, all my life, I got everything I ever did was just single strokes, you know. But um, really? I'm sorry. It started. <laughs> it started. I do a lot of tribute bands. We all do tribute bands, right? Yep. So I'm in a Doobies tribute. And we were playing, playing live, and I kind of get bored because the drums are kind of pedestrian. So <laughs> I, once in a while I go, do some quads. <laughs> and the whole band turns around and goes, what the fuck? Yeah. So I thought, i got to make it fun somehow. So I thought, you know what? I'll keep it kind of easy. But instead of doing straight 16th, I'll just do double. I'll do a paradiddle or something like that. So I started doing paradiddles during the Doobie Brothers songs. Huh. That got easier and easier and easier, and then I started just practicing. And now I sound like, I don't sound like Buddy Rich. I never <laughs> will. But I practice that stuff all the time, just, you know, single paradiddles, double paradiddles, paradiddle diddles, all those things, you know. I, uh, do you I ever wish watch I did that in grade school. Yeah. yeah, I started with the rudiments in grade school and then got completely out of it. Yeah. Do you ever watch Ed, the new DB, DB, oh, excuse me, DB Brothers drummer? He's been there within a couple of years. Yeah, he's good. Ed Toth. Yeah, I've had him on the show. Really? Yeah. He's Does he good. live here? No, he lives in like East Coast. I think Pennsylvania. He's just coming through, and he came. No, here? it was actually over the phone. But he's a really nice guy. He's good man. He does, I think, traditional grip. Yeah, and his backbeat—it's just like it, it can split the universe. Yeah. Like, it, it, just you hear crack, crack. It's just like precise. Yeah, like, he's good. And he actually came up in a band called Vertical Horizons in the '90s. Really? They were like alternative, like. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, you would know the songs if you heard them. That was yeah. actually his like coming up band. Nice. But uh, yeah, I think he was playing with Santana for a little bit too. No way. I think so. I could be wrong, but that's good. Man. He's a really nice guy. He plays the DW Purple Heart. Sorry, I'm going all geek on you guys, but oh, like, it's okay. no, no, I saw him. We saw him. Uh, they did a few years ago with Michael McDonald and, um, at that biker place out in Scottsdale by Westward. Or just or yeah, Bloody Stubbs for Bloody Stumps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> sorry, a friend of mine calls it that. I'm sorry. Sorry, Bloody Stubbs. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he had a cool kit, and then they had a, se- a second drummer. I don't know his name, on the other side. Oh, Lewis something. I, I forgot. Damn it. And we were in the front row, and not in the front row, about three seats back. And Michael McDonald just—he spits when he sings. He's like, <laughs> 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 we were laughing about that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but the whole Doobies Brothers band was there. And we were all like judging, and yeah, we knew the endings and stuff. <laughs> it, 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 you, what's your what's your your guys' favorite tribute bands to, to kind of cover? Like what? what Me? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm enjoying the Phil show. Really? Uh, yeah, the Phil. I get to play a little bit more than I normally would. It's out of my box, you know, out of my wheelhouse. So they're not making you sing. No, thank God. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> nobody wants. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. The Boston tribute. Really? The Boston tribute. We've been doing it for 
how long have I been in there? Ten years or something like that. We've done probably I don't know how many shows, hundred something shows. You know. And Dermot just passed a couple years ago. Oh, Sid. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know he was the rock stepfather. The rock stepfather. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't was. know that. That's cool. That's, that's cool. Sorry, I get all trivial. Sid. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, he was. He was. But yeah, he was an excellent drummer. That whole band, Boston's incredible. Yeah. yeah the guitar work, everything on that, uh, revolutionary at that point. They uh, they had to find. They were trying to find a. Here comes my story. Trying to find a sub drummer for like oh. two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, five years ago, probably, and uh, a friend of mine recommended me. Try Dwayne. Try Dwayne. Okay, okay, cool. So I got a call, talking to the bass player Tracy. He goes, well, I know you're a good drummer. Can you can you sing? You got to be able to sing high. I go, yeah, I think so. He goes, okay, so over the phone, I'll hit my guitar, and you sing the high <laughs> harmony. So actually, I was driving home from work at the time <laughs> in my truck on a speakerphone. Bah, wah, you know, <laughs> and then he goes, All right, you know what? I think I'm going to approve, you know, a, nice. plane, a plane ticket. So they flew me out to Boston, really, and it was wintertime. It was April, but it was snowing, and and I went right in a limo to Tom's warehouse. I walk in, Tom Schultz is like, Dwayne, how you doing? You know? Jesus. And I'm a hugger. <laughs> so I gave him a hug, but you don't hug Tom Schultz. Oh, Everyone's really? like, oh my God. He's going to freak out. He didn't freak out, but you know. Really? But we had fun. We just jammed. We ran our whole set um, that I'm used to playing with a Boston tribute. And uh, they even didn't know a song. I'm like, let's do um, whatever it was. We're ready. Let's do We're Ready. We didn't know that song. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> now, are but, you uh, are you gonna fill in for him in the future? Well, he he said, well, they, they wound up not needing somebody because they have two drummers. Oh. They go back and forth between now and one's a school teacher, the other one's somewhere else, and they couldn't get it together. Uh-huh. I was gonna be like the third guy for two weeks. Yeah, but they didn't need me after all. Look, well, whatever. It's still a cool but experience. I still got the voicemail. I should listen. I listen to it. Tom Schultz called me. He goes, Yeah, you know, <laughs> this is gonna happen again. So. You know, keep practicing on the songs and know, and know this and learn these songs and this and that. So That's badass. But that's still but, a cool experience overall. It was totally cool, man. I mean, you know. Yeah. So you're playing um, Smoking or whatever, right? You know, uh-huh. Jam, the long section, solo section. And it was on their stage. So I'm using their drums. And to the right, Tom Schultz is like down here on his B3. Yeah. Just jamming. Oh, my God. I looked down. It's fucking Tom Schultz is jamming. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do not drop a drumstick. Yeah. <laughs> now, was that a lot of prep going at that, or just kind of was all memory at that point? For me, I just went and ran our Boston show, you know, our Boston oh, that's tribute right. show. Yeah, sorry. Was, Damn, that's, so you were, like, suited for it. It was, uh, yeah. I could, nice. you know. What other tribute bands do you do? Um, rock and Roll Fantasy, a bad company thing. Oh, nice. we got a uh, show coming up, too, at CB. Everyone plays CB Live. Are you guys uh, doing casino as well? Um, we actually, we've done, we did one, but we're not doing a lot of casinos right now. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody is in multiple bands. Our singer is doing a bunch of casinos. He's doing Yacht Rock stuff. He's doing Doobies. Yeah. He's doing, uh, I don't know. ABBA. He's doing ABBA. Yeah. And you just got off the road, too, with the Phil Collins thing, right? Yeah, I wouldn't call it off the road. It's just one show in, in Pennsylvania at Penn's Peak. And How'd that go for you? It was incredible. It was the biggest place I'd you know played in a long time. It, it treated us like a rock star. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, if you guys... You guys are good, man. Yeah, I know he's really good. Uh, what, what tribute band would you guys put together if you could? I know you're working on a special project right now, but... Yeah, we can, we can draw... Me and Charlie? Me and Charlie, you mean? Oh, together? Um, oh, no, gee, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like... What would you put together as a tribute band? Like, who would you, if you weren't covering them, who would you cover? 
Neil Sadaka. No, just kidding. Uh. <laughs> That's a good one, man. Yeah. That's a good one. I don't know. I probably wouldn't do Rush or Zeppelin because there's so many people yeah. who do that. Yeah, and you got to be so. Or ACDC or whatever, but yeah. I, I like, uh, I'm kind of a metal head. I have to practice double bass every day. Yeah. It's not natural. Double bass is not natural for me. I got to practice it all the time. Really? That's but um, you're a really good drummer, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I try. I try. Yeah, you did some videos, didn't you? I saw something. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I <have no> idea. <laughs> I'm trying to get a video out every week or two. But yeah, I, I, it took me a while to get this room together. But once I, I'm starting to zero it in now so I can get a lot more productivity out there. <clears throat> kind of learning. I'm just, I didn't know how to record anything two years ago. Really? Yeah, and I still suck at it. But you got all this stuff? This is all <laughs> <new to you>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying. I wouldn't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's something I, I wish I would have jumped on like 10 or 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Got it kind of like more central and a little more acquainted with it. I got a friend trying to get me to buy, you probably got all this stuff already. I got a friend trying to get me to buy um, like this program that can record drum tracks for him and send them via email. And shit. Oh, nice. I haven't so done it yet. I, have you tried? Are you incorporating any electronic drums in your guys' sets at all? Not really, no, not right now. I just, uh, I'm a natural guy. I'm like analog. Nice. Like a, hold, yeah. I'll hold out. I'm yeah. Hold out. I, I don't Charlie do does them. a lot of electronics, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. Do you guys see the new Roland pad that's coming out? I did the SPD Pro or something, yeah. X Pro. I'm, I'm stuck. I on want that. that. Yeah. yeah. And that's that actually has a cloud where you can grab any sound from anything. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you can literally any kit that's ever existed is there. Yeah, I have that Yamaha multi pad and. I'm trying to get rid of it. Anybody wants to buy a Yamaha so I can buy the new Roland. <laughs> yeah, yeah Roland's, a good, Roland's a way to go on that stuff. Cool. Uh, um, yeah, so what's what's up next for you, Charlie? Oh, gosh, I don't want to talk. He's dropped Gene Simmons, Tom Schultz, Keel, Deirdre. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I feel no. like a poser now. <laughs> <laughs> he Michael makes... Wagner? Michael Wagner? No, just <laughs> Can I come in the room now? Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Deflate my head. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, we just did that run. We did, you know, um, the community thing out in Verde River, um, Pencil or Verde River, Pennsylvania, Verde River, Arizona, with the in the air tonight. We did the surrender show at CB Live. It was a charity benefit for uh, the Justice Center. Oh, nice! It's a uh, homeless veterans. Um, we've only got really one more show. I've only got one more show really till the end of the year, and that's in Orlando in t- next next weekend actually. And a funny story to that. So I don't know if you, if you have Hulu and you watch this show called uh, Some Kind of Heaven. Okay. And it's about this retirement community, blah, blah, blah. There's a side story to it and everything. But, the you know, I don't want to get too weird, but they said the STD rate in this place is, is the highest in the nation. <laughs> Guess where we're playing. Really? Yeah. So I'm not, t- I'm not touching anything when I go there. So, yeah. And it's the older people, too. It's, it's the seniors. older people. They don't care. Sun yeah. Cities are the same way. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, we start back up. I've got three shows in a row in, you know, January, but we're going to Myrtle Beach and Florida again, and I've got a Jake Ryan show, too, with that, you know. Nice. But, uh, yeah, nothing. End of the year is going to be nice and slow. At that benefit he was talking about, mm-hmm. I was in the audience, and Charlie's bunny, Carlos, he's totally full-on character, man. He, yeah. I was sitting, like, about from here to him, you know, mm. making faces, going, yeah. yeah, he was. <laughs> and he would not break character, man. He was like, he's like, there was a couple times. I couldn't look at him. him he had and, to look at the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> him and his bass player, James, that we were talking about earlier, they, they were both making faces at me and stuff. Really? Every time I'd scan, the, I'd look over, and I was like, oh, up, up, up over the ceiling. Yeah, I, I couldn't like, why look. Why is he not looking at me? Yeah. He was stone-faced the whole time he played, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, later years he started smiling and stuff, too. But, yeah. Crazy, yeah. But for the most part, when he had a cigarette, you you have to breathe out of your nose. I don't know how he didn't get in his eye. Like, yeah. I don't oh, with cigarette smoke. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm I, not going to give away secrets. Yeah. 
But uh, I know we were kind of talking about this earlier, and that was random. But have you guys watched any of the Taylor Hawkins tribute? No, but I've heard killer stuff about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. like uh, there's two different <sighs> ones. There's a European one and an American one. Have you seen his son? The clips of his son playing. Just at all? I've seen little clips of like, it. Yeah, he's yeah, dude, he's that, yeah. He's a badass dude. I think he could do cool. I just didn't know if you guys watch. I've been kind of ecstatic on that in the last couple of days. But yeah, I still want to see Danny Carey doing the Rush song. So yeah, he was playing that. Uh, was it YYZ or yeah, YYZ? He's yeah. playing that Gretsch American kit. Yeah, and I think I've always wanted a Gretsch American, but they're just a little too high dollar. Yeah. <laughs> American, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely check it out if you guys could. Um, I I I almost I kind of wonder if they should do a festival once a year like that. That'd Taylor be awesome. Fest. Taylor Fest. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Hockey yeah. Fest, yeah. With just like they did it with all the all the rock stars. Well, I think like like Dave Grohl can literally throw his own festival, you know, once a year. You know, like yeah, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne was doing it, and I think it, it kind of ran away from Ozzy. You know what I mean? It became something else. Yeah. yeah. But even Ozzy's new stuff is pretty good too. Yeah, I heard a song the other day. On, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the one um, with Tony Iommi on it. Or yeah, yeah. And yeah. his drummer, uh, Tommy, I can't say his last name was. Uh, Badass too. Clue Fettos or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he played for everybody. He's kind of like that wild card in all those bands. Yeah. He does, his arms are like. Yeah, he did like the Rob Zombie stuff and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, who who are you guys kind of watching right now? I mean, old and new. I know you said you're taking a lesson with Todd Suckerman pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. In you are? Dece- on December 15th, I'm doing a master class with him. Oh, yeah. over there at. Yeah, uh, um, through Phoenix name? Area Drummers. Yeah. Nice. I can't wait. I've got to apologize in person for calling him Mark Zuckerberg. You know, last time on this on the podcast. So, yeah. did really? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm taking a drum lesson from Mark. Zuckerberg. Yeah. Yeah. He does Facebook and drum lessons. Yeah. I didn't. Even, I didn't even catch it. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I. But the thing is, I probably knew exactly what you were yeah. talking about. Like. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was. I didn't realize it until I was listening in the car on the way home. I'm like, or uh, when when you released it, and I'm like, oh my god, did I really just call him Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> No, yeah, my favorite drummer. I really love him. I study him. He's yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. And you were just talking about that video you just put out of him. That's a true professional, the way he just even swapped out that snare and all that, too. Yeah, he, his bottom head's broke up, broke. He stands up. His tech comes up. He's playing. He's playing, what, New Collar or Blue Collar Man. Yeah. And he doesn't miss a beat. Comes back in right in time for the fill. And Yeah, he's he's incredible. He's good. Who, who are you geeking out on lately? <clears throat> geeking out on? Yeah, like, like older now. I geek out on Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> I got a mirror in front of me. I just <laughs> no, no. It was really cool seeing Billy Cobham recently. Did you mm. um, at the MIM Theater? In oh, he was there. Yeah, we got seats, man. Um, like front row. I was. We bought him like a month ahead. Really? Front row watching Billy Cobham. That was pretty cool. I was afraid I would be scared to play ever again. <laughs> <laughs> was he doing the, the double six? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's hard. <clears throat> I can't do that shit. I watch. I don't watch really good drummers on purpose because it's that's stupid. But it's psychological. Like I, I told Glenn Sobel, you know, from Alice Cooper. Oh yeah. I went to one of his clinics. Got invited down to it and stuff. Um, and afterwards, I was talking to him. I go, I don't like to go to clinics, man. He goes like, Why not? I go, Because I always feel like a freaking loser. <laughs> he goes, No, no, that's not the point. I'm like, I know, I know. Yeah. He's a, he's another badass too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. You know, if I open my mind, I learn stuff. You know, I just yeah. don't. Do you ever <laughs> do you ever kind of reach back into the legends and kind of watch them too as well? Totally. Yeah. Who's the good to you? Me, Ian Pace. Nice. Yeah, I was oh. gonna say that. Or I've been getting into Bonham lately. I I never. I mean, I always liked Led Zeppelin, but I never really like just really watched them. Mm-hmm. But um, I watched that. There's a Zeppelin tribute. They they're really good. Um, 
I don't know the name. It's with uh, with Bruce playing drums. Um, Zeplified. Zeplified, yeah. He's he's bottom to a T. You know? do, you, do you ever feel like when you go back and listen to something you haven't heard, you hear it in a different way? Oh, yeah, by all means. Yeah, yeah. I'll start hearing like hi-hat patterns. Oh, yeah. I'll be like, oh, that's what he was doing. Yeah. I don't know if it's just a mental train or like, you know what I mean? Like, but I'll hear things it's totally differently. Probably because, I don't know if you, for me, that's working in rudiments. Uh-huh. I go, oh, yeah, that's what he was doing. Cause yeah. That's because I can never phrase it this way or whatever. Well, even when I go listen to like a band like Tool, I'll start to hear it and I'll be like, that's all he's doing? I mean, that's not all he's doing, but like, right. like I'll start to kind of like, you know, put it together and be like, oh, man. Because when I was, obviously, when we were growing up, there was no YouTube, so you had to put your head to the speaker and sit there and try to hear a hi-hat and. I know now it's so much easier to break things down, but yeah, there's a there's a guy out on uh, Instagram uh, called Brandon Tows, Brandon Toes. Yeah, um, he puts name. lessons out like every day, and I, I click on that every morning and see what he's put out. And he breaks, he does one video of it playing straight live, uh, full speed. And he breaks it down half time and, and charts it out on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I'll go down and and I'll sit there until I can play what the pattern he's playing. And so that's kind of like pushing myself to practice, cool. but that's about the extent. But cool, yeah. But he's he's a good player. He he's picking apart tons of different. Is he the people. guy from Dromeo? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 Because, did you watch the Rush marathon he did? I did. That was a little. I've seen cuts and pieces. Like I watched the whole thing and I was like, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. That's too much. Like, that, that, I wonder how long it took him to prep for that. I don't know. I know. I've seen videos where he he, he meshes them, mashes them all together and plays. Oh, gotcha. And those are really good. But nice. Now, I, I, was there any like uh, books you kind of? Do you guys learn how to read at an early age, or like? I learned how to read. <clears throat> excuse me, trumpet. You know. Oh really? Yeah. Wow, then, I was a trumpet player too. And then oh, yeah. we were uh, switching off. Me and another guy were switching off on drums. So we didn't have to read drum music, so I was kind of like, just play the beat. Okay. Play the beat. Nice. And okay. I just kind of kept. Going That's something that I wish I would have focused on more. Me too. I can't read for crap. I yeah, want I, to. I can try, but then it gets to a certain point. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I used to be able to. The Rubanks, uh, the Rudiments book. You know. That's that's what I learned on. I think I told this story of Mr. Spangler, my bass drum or my my band director at the time, focused on that. That's what I learned. And then after I got out, I wanted to be a rock star, and rock stars don't read music or that play was rudiments. My that was exactly. My problem. Yeah. And so, I, I really regret that. Did you guys in your careers? Do you ever feel like you missed out on anything because of that, or do you feel like it wasn't really necessary? I just wonder. You know. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Because you know, Ian Pace did that drum solo on Made in Japan live and Made in Japan. He was, I think he was 20. Jeez. You know, he was 20. And this this is rudiments and stuff. And mm-hmm. he did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he was all doing straight stuff, and that was stupid. I should have <laughs> taken lessons, but at the same time, I didn't want to. Yeah, it's kind of a pride thing at some point. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I think I, I feel like we're more spoiled now because YouTube, you can just pretty much, yeah. you don't have to <laughs> find a teacher. Type or, it in and figure out what you want. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like we're going to lose touch with reading? As time goes, or I hope not. Yeah, I, reading. Yeah, reading like music. Read. I never read music. No, no, no. Oh. Like you think younger youth is gonna kind of like let go of that as you know technology makes it easier. Oh, probably. Yeah. I mean, I think probably. technology is going to make it easier, but I think if as long as we keep band programs and schools, yeah. that's my plug for music education. Um, you know, we we need to keep that. You know. Yeah, I think in, that in kept schools. me out of a lot of trouble. Yeah, it kept me out of trouble for sure. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. That's, Kind of a big part of my childhood. It was like nonstop, always after school there. Did you go through that as well? It kept me out of trouble for sure because I was pr- practicing every night. And uh-huh. while my other friends would go off, <laughs> smoke weed, get drunk, get arrested, steal a car, go to jail, Jeez. whatever. 
was, wow, you, I was you hung out in a different neighborhood <laughs> than me. <laughs> I was practicing. You know? Yeah. Where'd you yeah. grow up? In Fe- West Phoenix. Phoenix, over by Al- Alhambra High School, over uh, 35th Avenue. So you've been here your whole life? Yeah, I was born here. Really? It's weird. So you've seen him grow and all that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Moved to L.A. for about nine years and came back, and there was all these new buildings and stuff. What did you think about L.A.? What? Did you enjoy L.A.? or No, L.A. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I hate L.A. <laughs> I hate L.A., man. Well, I hope this doesn't go out to California but, people. Ooh, don't tell California. I don't think everyone really likes L.A. anymore, man. <laughs> don't tell L.A. Yeah, I think but, everyone's trying to get out of it or anything. After a while, I was like, you know what? I, you know, I'm not going to do this. You know, we just, we, my wife and I both came back home. Yeah. Which is good because if we would have stayed there, she was doing really good at her job, getting promotions and this and that. Pretty soon she was going to be making all this money and we would have been stuck, you know? Yeah, but it's impossible now to start there. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. I mean, you get stuck in an apartment. Blah, yeah, cost of living. Yeah. And then, you know, everyone's so, like, I think technology kind of took away from L.A. too because you don't really have to sit there and beat the streets. You know what I mean? You can, you, yeah. YouTube video can do well. and that's Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, true. Put yeah. a promo video out, stick it up on the internet. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing when you really think about it. You used to be able to sell albums and stuff, you know. Yeah. Now you can't do that. Right? <laughs> it's one song at a time. Yeah. So are you guys, you said you're going to release that new album. Are you guys going to release one song at a time or just drop the whole thing? No, I mean, we'll like put out a song when it's done, you know, <clears> it's mixed and mastered and all that stuff and show everybody. But then, you know, like the first album, we've, it's the second album now. First album, we did an album release party and played and had a few other kind of stuff. Nice. You know, just promotion, but. You've got a lot of good videos, too. Yeah. You know, one thing about Deirdre, she, she's awesome, but she also hires photographers for every show, which is really smart. Very smart. I mean, she loses money, but we have killer pictures. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a, you know, you've seen them. Yeah, they're I'm pretty Facebook cool. Yeah. Whore. I'm a Facebook <laughs> whore. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have a <laughs> filter, I guess. I don't know. It's all good. Sorry about that. It's, it's not a children's channel, so yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons that I love playing with not, not only the musicians, but the people. And yeah. and yeah. her attitude's amazing. You know? Yeah, you guys are really good. I watched some of the videos, and I I, I want to come see you guys live. To be honest with you, yeah. But uh, after this album, do you guys see yourself going heavier, kind of mellowing out, or just kind of just comes as heavy. it goes? Heavy, heavy, good. Her thing is, her she wants to. I don't know if I can explain her approach, but um, angry, like angry. I'm gonna fucking kill you, motherfucker. Really? Because it's you know, her whole thing started. I sharing too much already. Her whole thing started when she broke up with her ex-boyfriend, marriage, whatever, and mm-hmm. she started writing all these songs that like, I hate you, you know, all these dark songs and moody and stuff, and it sounded good. Yeah. She's like, you know what? I can keep this up. And uh, now, well, did she? Did you guys were? You said you mentioned you were a friend with uh, one of the members. Did she kind of put you guys together, or did you? Did, did, how did that all come apart? The whole band. James, my my bro, my bass player buddy, who we've been playing with for seven, for fifteen years. He went to music school with this guitar, the guitar player at the time, mm-hmm. Deirdre, and they started playing in a band. And then they got together. And he was in the band, and they were having trouble with a drummer. Uh, so James texted me. He goes, "Hey, man." Would you be interested in playing in this band? We're having trouble with a drummer and this and that. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Let me hear the songs. So he gave me all the songs. And I studied them and I learned them and this and it sounded good. I liked it. I thought it was great. And then by the time they fired the drummer, I already like knew all the songs and I didn't even audition. I just came down and played, rehearsed. <laughs> like, Where, where's the best? Do you guys have a channel? Or what's the best place to check it all out? 
God, um, I just whenever I have to listen to a Deirdre song, I just go Deirdre. Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she has a thing here. Deirdre. Kind of look it up while I'm talking to you. That's fine. I'll never be able to find it. But it's just Deirdre Evans. Nice. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the next album with you guys. And then, wh- how's the the cars thing coming along for you? It's good. You just let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. You can. It, we uh, were just gonna do a hint at it, but that's why I needed that Slingerland kit. David yeah. told me that you're oh, working you, on that. Yeah, we're about but. six songs from a, a full show. So. I'm sorry, man. No, that's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. That's okay. We got to build the excitement somehow. So yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, we've we've. Yeah, well, since the cat's out of the bag, I might as well talk about it. We've got a great Rick Kukasik. He looks and sounds just like him. That must be a hard um, one to find. Yeah, though. the only thing that we don't have um, is, a, is a left-handed guitar player, but he can still play just like Elliot Easton, nice. um, David Wagner, um, Bob Desiderio, Desi's keyboards. Um, uh, Rick Clausen is, is the Rick Kukasik. Yeah. and uh, I know and, everybody in the whole band. Yeah, and really? I'm playing drums. So, you know, and so, you said yeah. your son was part of that one? No, my son's... We're, we're trying to put together a, just a, a cover band, just a you know, 90s, oh, nice. 80s, 90s cover band with my son playing keyboards. So, yeah. I apologize, sorry. No, that's okay. It's all good, man. So is it fun to kind of revisit that stuff? or? Yeah, you know, I was thinking when you were asking these questions about listening to stuff for the, you know, going back and listening, that was what was going through my head because I just had this conversation this, this afternoon uh, about listening to some of the production on like uh, that song Touch and Go, but, you know, it's 4-4, then 5-4, then 4-4, then 5-4. Mm-hmm. When, you know, I was in high school, I, I didn't care about that i just four four bang it out you know but now i'm like listening to it and going oh my god you know and, and playing to a click with that you know it's 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 different and we had this day-long discussion about if we're going to put the click in five four put the click in four four you know and so yeah was, so was he ever playing a full electronic kit when he was with the cars um he played the slingerlands he played a bunch of other kits too he only went to uh the rollins later in life really you know like my age, I guess, or, or yeah, he plays the Roland kits. So was yeah. it hard to find those sounds, or were they all just in the Roland bank? Oh, they're in the bank, yeah. Nice. I, well, I'm playing the acoustic kit. I'm only, you know, he had the, the syndromes. Syndromes. Those, those yeah. four syndromes. Yeah. Did you really? Jeez. I, I looked for them. I Boom. couldn't find them, so Boom. I took four uh, Roland pads and I put them up. I still have. I should probably just give you my. Oh, yeah. It's probably, you know. Jeez. Anyway. And the module? Jeez. Got like four knobs on it. Oh wow! What were they called again? Syndromes. Syndromes. Yeah. Never heard of them. I probably seen them, but. But I'm using the uh, the Roland for the, all the electronic sounds up on these four pads, really? and then straight acoustic drums. The rest of it. Oh wow! And he puts the you know the big drum you know the floor tom mounted, and then he goes to a you know the 13 inch uh, rack tom, and then he's got the two floor toms. And, oh, he's got like. And he's got some timbales off the side. But, I can't yeah. wait to see that man. Yeah, it's it's good. We're really gonna focus on the look and the and the sound. So. So what do you think time frame? Um, first of the year is when we're open. Really. So yeah, that's why I was lucky that we don't have a whole lot of shows coming up. Damn, yeah. that's like right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to do yeah. that. Yeah. Like, no, Sorry. that's all good. You know, it's <laughs> funny as I'm looking over here into Dwayne's eyes, and he looks like Ben Orr. You know, so. <laughs> do you play any other? Oh, and da- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dave Cornwall's the bass player. So yeah, uh, Ben oh. Orr. So yeah. Really. Oh, is Dave? I was gonna say who's the bass player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we've got all the instruments. I, I mean, don't mind you coming here. Boom, 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 boom. And Dave's yeah. in a surrender thing with you. Yeah, Dave's in surrender with me. Yeah, he's an excellent musician. Yeah, he, he's, he's in and he's playing in Free Will tonight. So, oh, yeah. really? oh, that's right. Where yeah. are you playing? At CV Live. Yeah. Jeez. It wasn't a school night ago. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta get my beauty sleep in. Yeah, but it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Well, guys, I want to thank you for coming down. I, yeah. Let me take yes. another hour of your time and catching yeah. up. And you guys have a lot of cool stuff coming up. And once again, we plug your band. You just said, just Google it pretty much and you'll find it. 
Deirdre. Deirdre. Yeah. Deirdre. And then we're looking forward to what's the name? Can you announce the name of the project? Um, we haven't really settled on something, but I think it's going to be Broken Lullaby. Nice. So. Nice. So. Well, well, thanks a lot, guys. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.